Hello and welcome to the Do One Better podcast in philanthropy, sustainability, and social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Alberto Ligi from London. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already, and please share widely with others. It makes a huge difference indeed. Before we kick things off, a heartfelt thanks to our sponsors, as always, Quilt AI. Quilt AI is a mission-first technology company seeking to increase empathy in the world using the internet as a source of knowledge, inspiration, and communication. Quilt AI works on issues including climate change, gender equity, and health across the world. They're headquartered in Singapore with teams in New York, Zurich, London, Delhi, and Quilt AI believes that the true value of the internet has yet to be seen. Yes, the internet has been used to index data, store photos, and conduct e-commerce, but it truly has not yet been used to understand the other. And that is the mission that Quilt AI is on, that of converting the internet into a space of understanding and appreciation. So a big heartfelt thanks. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show Stephanie Draper, who is the chief executive of Bond. And Bond is the UK's network for organizations working in international development. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation talking about international development, uh, the recent uh, cut in foreign aid of the UK government, a little bit of the restructuring that's happened with DFID, the Department for International Development, and Bond, the organization, the work they do, the more than 400 members they have, the knowledge sharing, research, advocacy. And uh, without further ado, Stephanie, a heartfelt welcome onto the Do One Better podcast today. Thanks, Alberto. It's great to be here. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for taking the time. Why don't we start by finding out a little bit about Bond? What is the organization or the network all about? Yeah, so Bond, as you say, um, we're the network for all of the um, civil society organizations working in international development. So that ranges from the large um, agencies that you would have heard of, the Oxfams, um, Practical Action, who you had on a few weeks mm -hmm. ago, Plan, uh, through to smaller peace builders like Peace Direct to much smaller organizations. So um, we have 450 members roughly, and they are all focused on how can they create um, a just and sustainable world in their own ways. Um, and our purpose is about enabling them to come together to create greater progress. Mm -hmm. And you've been around for a while? Yes. So we're um, nearly 30 years old and uh, we were spun off from the NCVO, which is the national body for all of the charities in the UK, because there was a need um, for a focus on the specific issues um, around working internationally. What is the state of affairs with international development these days? I mean, the 2020 has been a horrendous year. I can only imagine some of the challenges that your constituents are, are tackling right now. Give us a little bit of a flavor for the state of affairs in international development. Yeah, it is um, a really, I think the word is interesting um, time at the moment for us um, in the UK and globally. So one of the reasons that I was really interested to come to Bond is because I'm passionate about change and responding 
positively to change around you. It's got to be said that a lot of the changes that we're experiencing at the moment have been difficult um, to be um, positive about. But I, I think that we are seeing shifts um, that are positive in some directions and then um, obviously pressures that are less so. So if I think about the maelstrom of change that we're experiencing, on one hand, we have the changes to the politics of international development. And one of the core areas that Bond focuses on is around shaping policy in UK politics. Mm -hmm. Um, And that at the moment is very fraught. We have less political support for aid um, in the executive um, and there's this um, threat of reducing the aid budget in the UK which is a genuine challenge to the UK's standing in the world um, at a time when we need to be stepping up. We're hosting the G7 and then that's a precursor to the um, climate summit which is so critical in terms of getting results um, for the world's most marginalised communities, but also for all of us. And so having that 0.7 and the respect and the political influence that that brings um, is is really going to be a challenge. Um, By 0.7, you're talking about percentage of the budget. Yes. So the UK is committed to 0.7% of um, GNI gross national income to development um, its development budget, yes. So there's a little bit of that that change of uh, of the amount that's uh, going out in foreign aid, and also recently the um, DFID or the Department for International Development, which has come to a conclusion. Yeah. So the separate Department for International Development has been merged with the um, Foreign and Commonwealth Office into the Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office, and clearly. That is also creating a lot of disruption um, because, as anyone knows who's been through a merger, there's a lot of organisational change that's needed. There's a need to set new priorities. Um, so that has also been um, a great um, distraction from the focus on the world's poorest communities at a time when the global pandemic is pushing more people back into poverty. Mm. Um, so there's a real need at the moment and um, it we are working hard to make sure that the UK's response continues to be commensurate with the scale of the challenge mm-hmm. and that we play our part. Um, I think one of the things that Britain can be really proud of is that it does take responsibility and um, contribute to addressing global challenges like climate change like poverty, like pandemics, and is actively doing that um, to benefit um, the the wider world. And we yeah. want to see that continue. What's the sentiment amongst your uh, your members? Are they feeling that this is a period of change, but in terms of the UK and foreign aid, things will go on favorably going forward? Or is there a real concern that the restructuring and uh, reassessing the amount um, granted out in foreign aid will be a problem? Yeah, I mean, I th- there is real concern. Um, a lot of our members were part of um, the Glen Eagles Summit when the commitment 
to international development and um, the point seven were decided upon and then enshrined in law. And so these have been incredibly important steps to ensuring that um, the UK is a progressive nation and seeing that reversal, that sort of unpicking of many of the things that we think are really important um, is, is really difficult to see. I think there is also this concern that we're moving away from a poverty focus. So the best examples of um, international development are focused on where the need is, where the marginalised communities are, or um, fragile states or very specific issues, but focusing on benefiting um, the people that we are working with. Mm -hmm. And that is where you get results. And we know that that's what um, the public is supportive of, things that actually create change for people and make people's lives better. Um, But there's a risk when you start to conflate development with um, foreign policy objectives, that you start to use aid in a way that might push a trade deal over the line or perhaps to complement other things which aren't necessarily focused on the people who need it the most, which is another concern that we are very conscious of and wanting to keep focused on um, the best outcomes that can be achieved. Interesting. How do you guys um, feel you're you're measuring the impact? You, you mentioned about the most effective ways of deploying international aid, and you mentioned about alleviating poverty. What, what's the response to the critical audience that might be out there that says, well, foreign aid, you know, we have plenty of problems here in the UK. We don't need to be giving up that much, and we're not doing it well. Yeah, so it's um, it's a really important question, and we need to do more to demonstrate impact and to be constantly finding ways to improve that impact so that um, it benefits those who need it most. But the aid budget, the UK aid budget, is the most scrutinised of all government budgets. Um, The assessment um, and reporting suggests that the vast majority of aid is well spent and uh, achieving the impact that it, it says it's going to. So this idea that a few projects are sort of pulling down the whole aid budget is wrong you know actually the scrutiny and the commitment to getting it right is really there and is really delivering results at the same time I don't think we as a sector would say that we we're perfect and that we've got it all right and this these issues are incredibly complex if you're thinking about providing water and sanitation for entire cities or communities or ending AIDS or malaria, that that is a systems challenge. And actually the complexity that we're working with um, and the need to have an ecosystem of actors working together means that sometimes it's quite difficult to see the specific impacts um, that one organisation or one project is having. Mm. Um, And so getting more sophisticated about how you understand that impact, but also how you learn and how you um, innovate as well is really important. So I think one of the Mm -hmm. things that this scrutiny has driven 
is a bit of um, risk aversion in the sector because if you want to experiment with new thinking and new ideas, you also need to be conscious that you might end up on the front page of the Daily Mail um, as a project that perhaps is is seen as um, not as um, kind of in line with what we would traditionally understand development to be. So we need to keep evolving in a fairly risky environment, but it's critical that we do evolve. Um, and that's kind of the second thing that Bond is really focused on. It's about how do we help the UK's international development sector to transform um, to create those opportunities that I talked about at the beginning out of the challenges it faces. So mm. there's real demand for a focus on local communities and nations to be able to make their own decisions about the future of their countries and their communities, which is absolutely right. I can't imagine, I live in Farnham, I can't imagine somebody from the Ukraine coming along and telling and offering me <laughs> a whole load of things and suggesting how Farnham should be um, recreated would go down very well. So that whole desire and need for self-determination in communities is really important. So how can the UK sector enable that? How can it offer expertise, be invited in to help um, where help is needed, and then be much more hands-off and trust local communities to do what they need themselves mm. um, in other cases. So that's just one example of the need to evolve and respond. There are a whole load of other issues, climate change being one of them, different development actors um, playing different sorts of roles from China through to business. Um, uh, so it's a very dynamic space. And it's really important that we as the membership organisation are supporting our members to respond to that and to mm. be agile. And as you pointed out, I mean, I think it would be a shame if there isn't a, uh, an appetite for sensible risk taking within, within this field, right? I mean, you, you need people who are going to be innovative and who are going to be trying something new. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and we need to be really learning from each other. So we don't have time with big issues like climate change to be making the same mistakes over and over. So we want to be sharing those mistakes, being transparent, communicating um, so that we can scale the things that we that work and and build on the, each other's learning. Um, and so we create a safe space to be able to do that. Um, at the same time as making sure that the successes and um, how fantastic the work of our members and the sector is um, are amplified externally. Mm. So it's a, it's a balance. So you at, at Bond, you're looking at policy, advocacy, research, a, a bit of all of these, right? Yeah, so I describe our work in three ways. So first of all, it's about as you say, shaping policy in UK politics. So that's advocacy, um, it's research, um, a lot of our media work um, sits underneath that. And we, we're we very focused on the cross-cutting themes that underpin successful international development in the UK. So that's aid quality, um, that's um, focus on the sustainable development goals, some of the enabling um, conditions like um, 
good sustainable economic development, um, climate change. Um, and then the second piece is around this idea that the sector needs to transform. So we have a programme of work that's looking at things like promoting locally led solutions. How can the sector be actively anti-racist? What are the business models that we need to de be deploying in order to be successful into the future and um, sustained attention to some of the um, trickier issues in the sector like safeguarding and accelerating transparency. And then the third piece is essentially that we want to be a dynamic and supportive network. We know that as we move forward, organisations need to be more than the sum of our parts. We need this ecosystem response to actually solve these wicked problems that we're facing. So that means having groups that come together to discuss disability and environment and learning and knowledge management and um, policy and lobbying approaches. So a whole range of um, different ways that people come together to be the best they possibly can be supported by us um, uh, offering training and support with um, organizational issues like recruitment and that sort fascinating, of thing. Fascinating, fascinating. I imagine it's been an incredible challenge over the last uh, several months since the since the first lockdown to um, be able to carry on with uh, with the convening and knowledge sharing and uh, and, uh, yes. and training. Yeah, well, it's I we really benefited from um, having a great team who had the foresight to have already invested in online training. So we we're already okay. experimenting with blended learning. Ah, good for um, you. And so actually we were able to go online almost immediately um, at the beginning of April um, as the lockdown happened in the UK, which has been great to be able to keep that going. Um, and similarly, I think. I think there's something about having um, people who work in the space um, of humanitarian and, and crisis management. It was just amazing to see Bond, the organisation, sort of click into crisis mode. We got webinars going. We brought the sector together on Zoom. Um, we have kind of um, bi-weekly meetings with the CEOs from all of our members who, who choose to come. Um, just keeping everyone up to date upping our communications so it has been intense but it's also been a time of um extreme connection mm -hmm. um and whilst we're not able to have those coffees in person um i think we're certainly um, benefiting from being able to connect with people across the country and in other countries in perhaps a more regular way if not such a deep way so um that has been for me really heartening to see the amount of support and how we are all holding each other up in what is such an intense time there much interaction between bond and your counterparties in other countries yeah so we so one of the things that we want to be able to do is bring together um bring in more foresight um, into the um, whole international development world. So that I think many of the big agencies are doing that for themselves, but our smaller members are perhaps not. So we want to make sure that 
people are ready and prepared for different issues that um, might arise in future. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that we do is we have a regular call with the International Civil Society Centre in Germany that's based in Berlin, um, with Interaction based in um, the States, who are our, our peers in the States, and a number of others, um, people in the Netherlands. So we kind of um, essentially just share intelligence because the kind of changes and the future trends are the same across organized across um, different countries. So that's a really important part of staying connected globally. And then we're also members of some of the bigger um, agencies. So there's Forus, which is the overarching membership body for all of us um, who we're members of too. So it's an important part of sharing learning. I had a call with one of my counterparts as soon as the merger happened to talk about what happened when they had mer- their departments had merged and what we needed to be looking out for so that we are again building on each other's ideas and learning from mistakes or successes elsewhere yeah and the research that you do is that available for everyone or is that um, must you be within a, a membership to be able to access it Oh, no. And so any research that we do is um, open access. So it's available for everyone. Okay. Um, so, for example, we did a transitions report that was looking at, which was basically a series of infographics bringing together what are the different trends and how might they converge um, to create a different environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the things that so I come from that sort of future system change background and one of the things I'm really interested in is not just that there is one trend um, that public support for climate change is increasing or um, the actual physical sort of impacts of something like climate change but how does that start to converge with other trends like the need to shift power to local communities how do those two things come together to create a different space a different opportunity Um, and so we try to do that um, across a range of different issues and that's all um, publicly available but at the same time we do um, pieces of research more focus around specific policy issues so Mm -hmm. we run a cross-party group on the sustainable development goals um, and that looked at what has the impact um, of COVID-19 been on the sustainable development goals and again that then is you we use that as a vehicle for influence so we try to make our research action focused so that it has a purpose and um, it's very much about driving change what's your website address You'll find us at bond.org.uk. Perfect. Perfect. Now, you alluded to this a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you end up where you are today? And uh, and what's driving you as well? Oh, well, so I am all about creating social and um, environmental change. And I came from Forum for the Future, where I'd been for 16 years, um, building up an approach to um, system change, focusing on big systems like food systems and energy systems. So from that kind of more um, sustainable development side of things. And 
what I'm really interested in is how do you um, bring people together in order to um, create more impact and to to shift things and move things forward. So I'm both interested in how you engage with people and the relationships and the process um, of change that gets you um, towards the outcomes you want to see. So Bond was a perfect place to bring those together, um, focusing on on justice and sustainable development, which are um, things that I um, hold really dear. And so, yeah, it's been a really interesting and um, exciting moment to be helping the sector to be the best it can be. And at the same time, I really um, like all of our members and Mm. I love the sort of relationships and the connections. And I have regular conversations, a bit like you, where I just am so, it's so impressive and amazing to see what somebody will be doing um, focused very specifically on um, water or on girls' education or perhaps on engaging young people in their own futures. Um, So many um, inspiring stories that I get to be exposed to on a daily basis. Yeah, you you Uh, must be learning on a daily basis. Absolutely. Never. So there's never a conversation that you don't learn from. It's kind of essentially one of my um, one of my underlying principles. Curiosity is a core value for me. So that means, you know, you really do get to benefit from all of these conversations, even if somebody's telling you that you're not quite getting it right. You know, Mm. that's interesting in itself, too. At which point you hang up the phone. (laughs) Um, are you feeling optimistic or pessimistic about the world right now? It's difficult to be optimistic after after the 2020 we've had, but um, but then again, you know, there's a lot of uh, building back better and uh, and opportunities as well. How, how are you how are you feeling about things for the next uh, for the next uh, for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm naturally optimistic but right now I've got to say it does feel as if we are moving in the wrong direction um there are opportunities that we can grasp and build back better is a sort of classic example you know actually we have an opportunity to rethink how the economy grows and the sort of stimulus packages that are used in the UK and um, abroad will have a bearing on the sort of future that we shape. Um, we've got an opportunity to involve more people in decision making um, through things like sort of climate assemblies or just general, um, uh, generally improving democratic processes. And um, there's chances to have more engagement with our members, with people who are expert on the ground to shape government policy but but we're not seeing that happening we're not seeing those opportunities be taken forward um, which gives me less confidence and things like cutting the aid budget when there's already a kind of two and a half trillion gap in achieving the sustainable development goals and we should be as a country encouraging others to step up and fill that gap um, is is quite challenging understanding the difficult economic climate but at the same time um, knowing that actually 
this if this pandemic has showed us anything it's how interconnected we are and how um if we're all go- if we're going to live in a safe and prosperous world that has to work for everyone mm. key takeaway for our listeners what's the what's the one thing you'd love for for our listeners to keep in mind after they finish listening to today's episode oh yes i'm sort of learning so much and i actually maybe that's it the takeaway is that you never stop learning and actually that's what keeps things moving that's what um, keeps change happening that's what enables us to um, build from our mistakes and and make progress so make space for learning and reflection in your life I um, have a reflection time at the end of every week um, and uh, just sort of bank what I'm learning and so that I can build on it Um, And right now, I think the other sort of takeaway is um, that we all need to look after ourselves and um, and each other Mm. um, because it is relationships that make things happen, isn't it? And and the people who count at at the end of it here, here, indeed, never stop learning and look after each other. I think those are two very sensible takeaways that everybody should keep in mind. You've been listening to Stephanie Draper, the chief executive of Bond. And uh, Stephanie, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, learning from you and um, wishing you good luck for the very difficult environment that you have to tackle in international development. To our listeners, thank you as always for tuning in and please subscribe if you haven't. We're available on all major podcast apps. Tell your friends and family and colleagues as well. Stephanie, really great having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Alberto. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Do One Better podcast. If you want to find out more about our show, about our guests, additional links and resources, visit our website at liji.org. That's L-I-D-J-I dot org. And don't forget, success at the Do One Better podcast is about inspiring you to be more philanthropic, to think more about sustainability, and to embrace social entrepreneurship. Hopefully, these stories will encourage you to take action and change the world around you for the better. <music>